featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... <laughs> Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Also featuring Eric, I'm a co-host. I specialize in NFL and NBA. If a topic upsets me enough, I'm going to rant about it. So, if Cincinnati you know, wants to turn this around. They've got a few pieces that they can start with and then try to rebuild and get some more draft picks and get some younger talent in there and start it now. Just to face it now that you're going to suck and try to <laughs> try to fix it for the future. For people that want to say Steph is an all-time great or one of the greatest players of, or uh, even maybe the greatest player of all time, how can you really say that, though, if he would have four championships and not have been the finals MVP in any of them? Also featuring Connor, the number one co-host. And I'm going to lock that. I'm back, baby. If you're not going to do it, I'll double lock Middleton because everything I've read has been that he's the number one priority for the Bucks. Like... In their minds, they could forget Brogdon and, and Lopez. They need to get Middleton back. I'm locking this one because I've got oh, my survival oh, okay. pick. I, I need to write this down on a piece of paper. Yep, Zach yep. is locking Denver being Chicago. What's up, everybody? Today we have a very fun episode to show you guys. We're going to talk about some... Big time college game matchups this past week. Two eight no games where both teams were eight no and they played each other. So and we we all watched those games. It's gonna be fun to talk about. We've got some NFL games to talk about. Lots of upsets this week. Uh, most in the season so far. So it, it was a crazy weekend of sports. But I do want to share with you guys some updates to the channel and we have a new segment that we're really excited about we are going to debut it in this episode i'll tell you more about that later but we do want to give you a subvember count so as we've been talking about really this whole month subvember is a goal that we've created to get more subscribers to our channel and a lot of you listening may have been referred by one of us actually so Thank you for following and thank you for watching this video. Um, I'll briefly share an update of the standing. So Eric is still in first place with 14 subscribers. So let's go. <laughs> congrats on that, man. You're you're in the lead by quite a big margin, actually, as Nate is in second place right now with three. And I've got two and Connor <laughs> is slack and he doesn't have any yet. So. I've been, I've been busy. On, I've been Connor. busy, man, but I, I'll, I'll work on it. But yeah, I've just been, I apologize for my lack of uh, work, but I will be getting on that here. Yeah. 
but um, I, I would I would not like to be roasted in a few weeks time. <laughs> well, it's looking like you're gonna be. <laughs> just, just I mean, I mean, I mean, you you too. <laughs> yeah, well, three you know three fourths of us are gonna be. So the odds are <laughs> the odds are against us. But like I was actually telling Eric uh, earlier in the week, like I actually don't mind being roasted. Like I kind of want to see what like what whoever roasts me is going to say but at the same time i do want to roast you guys so it's like i want like both of those to happen but it won't obviously and then eric you're like you're totally opposite than me though right like yeah zach was like oh man i bet you've got like a lot of material prepared because you're in first place and i said well i said honestly my main thing is just i just want to not get roasted (laughs) (laughs) so i'm mainly just trying to avoid that honestly Oh, you're you're doing a good job of that so far, man. Um, <laughs> but all right, so I hinted at this in the beginning of the show, but we do have a new segment to the show, and this is going to be a weekly segment uh, in these reaction videos. So lately, we've been coming out with just one video where we combine college football and pro football, but we are going to put a little weekend update in sports segment and if you've ever seen the show saturday night live uh you you'll know that they have their own weekend update segment in that show where they make jokes about politics and random news stories that happened and so we we kind of wanted to do the same thing for that but sports related so all of our jokes and stories and that are based off of actual sporting events and players and teams and all that fun stuff. So we're starting out very basic here. Uh, the first, this is our first time doing it. So we just have the audio really, but as we progress doing this, we're going to plan on actually having like a video of Eric and myself, uh, telling these jokes and then have more, you know, more things to make it similar to the real life Saturday night live version. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to play it right now at the beginning of this episode. So coming up, Sports Weekend Update. It's the Weekend Sports Update with Zach Conger and Eric Conger. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Update. I'm Eric Conger. And I'm Zach Conger. Dion Waiters had a panic attack and seizure on the team plane after overdosing on THC edible gummies. This is going to cost him a $1.2 million contract bonus, and he's been suspended for 10 games without pay. Earlier in the season, he voiced his frustration with the team, and now this? I mean, you just gotta ask for a trade request, dude. Instead, you're just embarrassing yourself, not for eating the gummies, but for overdosing on them. Now we're hearing Dion was given the gummies by an unknown teammate. I don't know what's more embarrassing for Miami fans. Gummy Gate or their football, hockey, and baseball teams? Like, the Heat are supposed to be the stable Miami franchise, and now the team's got an elaborate THC gummy ring going on? You'd think all the drug choices in Miami and edible gummies is the one they go with? Also, on Wednesday's game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the L.A. Clippers, There was a weird moment where Eric Bledsoe inbounded the basketball by dribbling it to himself. That's definitely not something you see every day. Most people are saying he just wanted to get the ball quickly to the paint or just wasn't thinking about it. 
But those are just lame excuses for what really happened. Honestly, I blame Kawhi Leonard for this. You're probably wondering what he has to do with any of this since he didn't even play in the game. But he's already a confirmed cyborg. We don't even know what other kind of superpowers he's capable of. I mean, after all, he did lead the city of Toronto to a championship. It's definitely possible he could have controlled Bledsoe on that play, as after the game, Bledsoe didn't even, he said he didn't even know why he passed the ball. Yes, Kawhi wasn't in this game, but he doesn't play in back-to-back games. Honestly, this brings up even more questions and critics of his load management. A lot of people have a problem with it, but I don't have a problem with it, and I support it. Let's just get this idea going outside of sports, though, you know what I mean? Like, if I have to do a double back-to-back days... Can I get one of those days off for load management? <laughs> In an exhibition match, Oregon's women's basketball team upset Team USA 93-86. to The last time a college team upset Team USA was in 1999 when Tennessee pulled off the upset. This is great. I love when college teams get a chance to play a professional or national team. The one I want to see most is the Cincinnati Bengals versus LSU. The Bengals would never agree to this, though, because they don't want to humiliate their future quarterback, Joe Burrow, in front of the rest of their team. Week 10 was probably the most unpredictable slate of NFL games this week. The Jets, Dolphins, Browns, and Falcons all won this week. And if that wasn't crazy enough, Mitch Trubisky also had three touchdowns to get this, no interceptions. It's been reported that Mitch asked for the team to take out all the TVs in the team facilities, and the Bears listened to him. Not because it would help out Mitch's game, but it's so they aren't reminded every day that they traded up to pick Mitch Trubisky second overall in the 2017 draft, passing on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, who are obviously way better. Earlier this year, Vikings wide receivers Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs publicly criticized Kirk Cousins. But could you imagine if Mitch Trubisky was their starting quarterback? Pretty sure they would have requested to become cornerbacks because they would have had better odds of catching catching passes from Trubisky than his receivers do. (laughs) Jalen Ramsey tried to trash talk Juju Smith-Schuster before the Rams-Steelers game, saying that Juju is no Antonio Brown, to which Juju responded, no, I'm certainly not like Antonio Brown. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to be him. Uh, Taylor Luan for the Tennessee Titans said he's really screwing his team with penalties. Coincidentally, Luan's team-high nine penalties have accounted for exactly 69 penalty yards. It's also being reported that Luan and Rob Rob Gronkowski are now best friends. After Lamar Jackson led the Ravens to a convincing win Sunday against the Bengals, He joined elite company with a perfect passer rating, something fake elite Flacco could never do. And finally, guys, in this weekend update, New York Knicks president Steve Mills has come out and said that he is, quote, not happy with the Knicks 2-8 start to the season, saying, quote, we are not happy with where we are, and this is not what we expected to be 10 games in. Um... How is this not where they expected to be? They were a bad team going into the offseason, and their best free agent move was Julius Randle. They couldn't expect to be amazing or anything. They've also lost three of their last four games by at least 20 points. Ouch. 
General Manager Perry also said, there's been a lack of consistency. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Perry, but you're wrong. The Knicks have been pretty consistent this year. Just consistently bad. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We've got a great rest of the show planned ahead for you. Stay tuned. Good night. Peace. Now we'll move into the NFL part of the episode. So, like I said at the very beginning, this was a crazy week. You heard it in our weekend update thing, like the parody of this week. Um, starting out the Thursday night game, this is a good game. I didn't watch it, uh, but I would have liked to because it's 26-24. Oakland beat the LA Chargers. Nate was the only one getting this one wrong. I guess before we start, since we don't have to keep saying that, Nate only got one game right this week. So Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that, that, I mean, none of us did great or anything, but that was... That sucks, man. So far. I mean, we still have the Monday night game to go, but uh, the only one he got right was the Baltimore against Cincinnati one. Um, Yeah, we all did bad, but Nate did especially bad this week. Uh, Yeah, so uh, (laughs) just keep that in mind when I say who got it right and wrong because, you know, other than that Baltimore one, so far he's gotten them all wrong. Um, Buffalo at Cleveland. Cleveland won 19-16. We all got it wrong. No shame for Nate there. Uh, Detroit and Chicago. Chicago wins 20-13. to 13. I was the only one getting this right. And I guess I kind of... I changed my pick in the morning because I saw that Stafford wasn't going to play. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, so, was work. I, didn't even yeah I, figured, I figured if you guys had seen that, you'd have changed. So I got the benefit of the knowledge there. Uh, <laughs> to change my pick. Um I think well, with see, staff, if I, if I had gotten to, uh, you know, have a load management day at work, I could have, you know, had the day off. I could have <laughs> that time. <laughs> I, I want load management days so badly, man. <laughs> it's not fair. It's only for NBA players. Uh, NBA load, sp- load management for school too. Jeez. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like if you got to take like two or three exams back to back, like you know, split it up with some load management time off. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> but they'll never do that. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. This was like the only normal event that happened this week. Um, this went as people thought it would have gone. Baltimore wins 49-13. Uh, they still look scary. I mean, it was Cincinnati, so yeah, you know, don't really talk into that, but still like, <laughs> you know, their offense is, uh, is pretty fun to watch. Uh, Kansas City and Tennessee. Tennessee, man, like, I could write a book about how, like, crazy they are. Up and down they are. Oh, my God. They look like, you know, they beat, like, they beat Kansas City this week. They, you know, they they just have some crazy good wins. But then they lose to Denver. They get shut out against Denver. Connor, you know that from Survival. But Yeah, I know. They screwed me. (laughs) Um... It's they have had like I said they're the most up and down team in the NFL. So they're back to, to five hundred. <laughs> they'll be five hundred at the end. I mean that's almost a given. Like I said the Hipsy South prediction video, like they've been nine and seven for three years in a row. <laughs> like I don't expect that to change. Um, but we all picked Kansas City and got it wrong. Yeah. Um. I I would like to rant on the Kansas City Chiefs real quick because how dare them beat my Jacksonville Jaguars in week one. Like, okay, that's fine. 
you know, you beat my team. But then if you're going to beat my team, at least go and beat all the other teams in the AFC South. But no, you lose all three of them. (laughs) They lost to the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans. I was... All right, that this is not for two them. of them were at home too because they lost to Jacksonville on the road. So like, yeah, that's even they worse. they lost to the Texans and the Colts at home. The Colts in Sunday night prime time of all oh. thing of all games. I mean, when they still had Patrick Mahomes too, Ugh. and they had Pat, Patrick Mahomes yeah. for this game. Yeah, too. they had Patrick Mahomes in all three of the games. Yeah, so they lost to the AFC South rivals of ours. Like, like come on, Kansas City. Like, I, I can see uh, when Eric has his uh, full list of. Teams from favorite to least favorite, Kansas City is uh, dropping down that list. As yeah, we speak. Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been like pretty cool with them, but you know they're they're dropping a few spots in my like rankings for sure after that. <laughs> yeah, they got I their mean, own so, problems so right now. <laughs> for my MVP prediction. So you know, if he wins that, maybe they'll go back up a little bit. But I don't think I, that's going to happen, unfortunately, I mean, he for you. Games. He missed too many games, but. <sighs> <laughs> well, now we got another one that you might want to sigh about. Uh, Atlanta against New Orleans. Atlanta wins twenty six to nine. We all got it right. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Not Eric. I know that. I mean, when, when I when I saw like all of our survival picks this week, I thought, okay, I lost last week. Even though the Browns lost to a third string quarterback, I was like. I have the safest pick this week for sure, like going into this because I I wasn't confident with the Colts over the Dolphins because of Brissett being injured. And then even though the Jets have been really bad, like the Giants haven't been good either. So I was like, I was like, but the Saints are a Super Bowl contender playing against a team who's lost like seven games in a row or something like that. So I was like, I feel pretty confident with this and they lose. I haven't seen anything of this game yet, but. This was obviously a terrible performance, was, losing twenty six to nine. It was just poor play from because I actually watched part of this game. It was very poor performance by Drew Brees, and I'll tell you what, man, the Atlanta Falcons defense had the game of their life. I think they sacked <laughs> Drew Brees like four times, and it was like going into this game, they only had like two sacks on the season or something like that. And, then, and I and I guess I have to in a weird way, like rant on myself because just two (laughs) weeks ago, Zach made a comment about how I was undefeated in survival. And not only that, that was when we did our episodes of what we've gotten right and what we've gotten wrong. And what I said I got right was the Saints, but then they go and lose to the sorry Falcons today. (laughs) And then what I said I got wrong was, which this one I'm fine with, but what I said I got wrong was the Colts because of how good they're doing. But then they lose to Mason Rudolph and Ryan Fitzpatrick and back-to-back weeks. Now, I know they didn't have Brissett for a big chunk of the Steelers game, and they didn't have him today at all. But still, like, you know... I mean, at least the Steelers have a defense. But like... Yeah, the Steelers game, like, I could, you know, forgive, but the... How do you lose to the Dolphins at home? I mean, honestly, like, I know they didn't have Brissett and T.Y. Hilton, but come on. like We got Marlon Mack. <laughs> I mean, just when I gave them, I guess, I guess obviously what I have to do in this podcast is, like, whenever there's, like, a team or player I don't want to do well, I need to, like, predict them, them to win. And <laughs> so, yeah. I like it. 
just be like, man, these things are these teams or players are the greatest things since sliced bread. And then <laughs> there's somebody that I want to do good be like, oh, they suck because well, I, I guess you need to start hyping up Houston here. <laughs> I mean, the only time it seems to go like the other way is if a team ha- or a player has a bad performance and like we call them out on here, then they turn it around. But uh, man, I just like ever since like that episode, I mean, I was like, man, I'm on my like, cloud nine. I'm doing really good with my survival. Like I'm not winning the NFL picks, but I'm like, I'm winning in survival. Like, you know, like I've gotten a good amount of stuff right this year. And then these last two weeks have just been like pure trash for me with my predictions. Like, well, speaking of uh, survival, did your dad survive, get survived no, this week, he, Zach? He... He got his first strike because he picked uh, New Orleans yeah. as well. It's 40, yeah, about, 40 I, I something percent picked that. New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, like, almost every. This is like the apocalypse in survival because, like, everybody, almost half the people picked New Orleans. And then yep, the other remainder, half picked Indy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's. This pretty much took out almost everybody. Um, so, with that being said, you would have thought, oh, Zach, maybe you got yours right. Uh, but no, I got mine wrong too. <laughs> I picked the Giants in survival. You know, I I was trying to be cute here because the Giants aren't a good team, but uh, I was saying the Jets, like, you know, they look so sorry this season. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, and they just you know, lost to the Dolphins too. Yeah, they yeah. lost to the Dolphins. They, lost, they, got, they were just looking sorry, man. Uh, sorry so, Falcons and the sorry Jets. Yeah. <laughs> like I almost thought the I like I thought the Jets were worse than the Falcons, but um but they ended up winning the game by a touchdown. Uh come on, Giants. Why'd you I have will, to I will say I will say Zach, <laughs> if if I hadn't gotten my first survival strike last week, I would have highly considered picking the Giants as my survival pick too, but since I had already lost one, I was like, well, let me yeah. go like super safe this week. And so I didn't. But the Giants were a team I was strongly considering for my uh, for my survival pit. But I I just thought it was too aggressive since I was already down a strike. But I, I would have been wrong either way. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, this, it like, doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, I can't even complain about survival because like out of the teams that I picked to win, other than Baltimore, like because I already used them, I would have only had three four no four other choices to use and i wasn't confident on using those four so oh, yeah yeah um, I mean, <laughs> so i can't really i can't like be mad at myself for this but um <laughs> moving on here arizona and tampa bay played uh connor and i got this right picking the buccaneers eric and you already knew nate got her on <laughs> <laughs> He's like not even here to defend himself. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, and you already know Nate got it right. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. (laughs) He's on on the Google Doc right now, too. Oh, yeah, the little chameleon here. Oh, man. Uh, it's like he, it's like he senses it. Oh man, he knows. He knows we're recording right now. (laughs) Wonder why he's on. Oh gosh, um, but so I want to talk about this game because I I got to watch it um, pretty much the whole game. Uh, Tampa really tried to lose this at the end because they had a pass interference on like a fourth and fifteen that allowed Arizona to keep their drive going. Um, they had 
there was one play where Kyler Murray, it, on the replay, he clearly was down, but he threw the ball. And it was close, but it was pretty clear in replay that it would have been a sack, but they called it an incomplete pass. And Bruce Arians is out of challenges. Bruce Arians, like, he's a good coach and all, but sometimes I don't know what's going on in his head because he threw two challenges before in the game on pass interference, and one of them was obviously not pass interference. Like, it was just weird that he threw the challenge on it because, like, Pass interference doesn't get overturned, and that one is definitely not getting overturned. And so he wasted all his challenges on that. So then it, there was an obvious, you know, he would have, he actually did throw the challenge flag on the um, on the Kyler Murray sack slashing completion play, uh, but he had already used all his challenges, so then he was forced to time out um, <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know that he had, ran out of challenges so i don't know what was going on in his head there it's like tampa was trying to lose this you're like here we go again like you know with tampa <laughs> these games by one possession that's um, okay mike tomlin makes stupid challenges too <laughs> um so but that was just you can't like and it was close to they like they ended up not needing that timeout to win but i mean it you know wasn't smart to waste a timeout there by throwing a challenge, by trying to throw a third challenge flag when he didn't earn it, but, um, but I want to mainly talk about this game for Kyler Murray because he had some great moments in this game, but, and he did have one play on a fourth down where if you look this up on Game Pass or something, you see it was a fourth and like three down in the red zone, and they run like a little play action or something. The tight end is wide open; he just floats it to him and straight up drops it like it would have been an easy touchdown there was no one like within 10 yards of him and it was like oh the tampa sun caused it like sure that's an excuse yeah um you got like that was all on the tight end don't even remember what his name was but uh the arizona tight end i meant to say um but earlier before that had happened there were i counted at least four times where Kyler Murray overthrew a wide open receiver that would have either gone for a touchdown or gone for a 25 plus yard play. And Jameis was doing this too, but I think we all know. We all know Jameis does that. Yeah. So, but (laughs) Kyler, I mean, he's a rookie and everything, but you can't make, you like, you gotta at least make more of those. You know, the when your receiver is wide open, and that's why they lost. Because if they had made, been able to get one of those, um, obviously that tight end should have caught that one. But still, he didn't do his team any favors in that instance. Um, he did have some spectacular plays, but he's got to be more consistent until he's a good quarterback. Uh, until that happens, I think he's just an okay quarterback because. Like I said, you got it. And the problem with him being so small, too, is like he gets balls batted down a lot, like at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he had a couple in this game happen. He takes sacks really easily, which is a downside, um, as that happened quite a bit. And then there was that one time where it should have been a sack, but the the refs called it incomplete. And then, you know, Tampa couldn't challenge it. So he should have been sacked on that one. 
Uh, he was sacked a couple other times. Uh, and then another thing, too, I wanted to talk about is David Johnson. Uh, a couple of years ago, he was like the best running back in football. And then he had that injury where he missed the whole season, like that wrist injury or something. And then and then he was like, I guess, OK after that. But now he's not even average. Like I wouldn't even rank him in the top half of the running of the league's running backs. I would say he's like somewhere between like 20 and 30 in the running back rankings. Um, I like he's not he's not good anymore. And he's got a big contract too. like that's uh, he's no good anymore. <laughs> like I'm just gonna, <laughs> for a long time. He had negative yards in this game. Um, he just looks slow too. Like I want, there was a play where he ended up being tackled for loss and he just was so sluggish and slow on the play. Like, like, I don't know what, if it's all these injuries, you know, but, uh, definitely not going to be picked in the first round in fantasy drafts next year. Not, I don't even think in the top five rounds, like that's how bad he's been playing. And, uh, I, I didn't expect him to like be the number one running back or anything, but I thought he'd be okay. I thought he'd still be decent, but I don't even think Arizona's going to be playing with him. I mean, Drake got a lot of carries in this game now because they're starting to realize that David Johnson's no longer himself. So it's just an interesting... uh, Whereas on the other hand, Larry Fitzgerald looked really good this game. Like He was making a really nice catch on fourth down one time. Uh... He was making a lot of other nice catches, too. It was weird how he had a really good game still, but David Johnson is way past his prime now. Old man Larry still got it. Too, but, um, <laughs> but Larry had a good game. So those are my takeaways from the game. Uh, Jameis, he survived this after throwing, like, I think he had two interceptions this game. So he survived, but... Um, Usually it doesn't work out for him when he throws two interceptions. But first game in Tampa, two in seven weeks, uh, they really got done dirty with the scheduling because they had two games on the road, and then they had uh, the London game, which is technically a home game for them, but it's you know in London. Then they had the bye, and then they had two road games. So it's been seven weeks since they had a game in Tampa. Yeah, they really got it. They really got shortened the six scheduling. Um, but those are my takeaways from that game since I watched it in depth. Uh, so we talked earlier, Miami did beat Indiana 16-12, uh, to 12, and it was Connor and Nate's lock. Uh, you knew yeah, that Nate, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, if Nate picked Indiana, you knew they were going to lose. Um, <laughs> the way this <laughs> <laughs> Man, they just keep on coming. Like, <laughs> you know, this episode comes out on Tuesday. I'm gonna wait to release it maybe before we start the episode. No, why, 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 why do I feel like we've already started roasting Nate here? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm first in September counts right now. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm losing potential roasting opportunity if I find you can. I mean, you can, you can still roast the man. Like I'll uh, still refer. I'll still refer yeah. back to this. Yeah, you can't forget <laughs> it. Um, Carolina and Green Bay. Green Bay won twenty four sixteen. Eric and Connor got this right. You already knew Nate picked Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, um, okay I'll, I'll, 
Oh, yeah, I had that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so this is um this is a pretty close game. I mainly want to talk about this like because we were debating this on Facebook. I want to I want to have a little debate here, um, little mini debate on the going for it on or going for the two point conversions like Carolina did. Um, to me, I I don't mind their call to go for it because I see it like this. Like there's probably a fifty percent chance to get it. So if you get it, that's great. Then you can kick an extra point on your next touchdown and win. Or if you don't get it, at least you have, you know, you have another shot. And if you get it, you tie, like at least you have that ability. Whereas if you kick the extra point and then go for it at the end and don't get it, you lose because you didn't have another chance to go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go for it twice, I guess like it's more since you go for it two times, like, I guess you're, there's better odds of making it at least one of those times. Um, whereas going for it only once there, obviously you could have just kicked both extra points and then taken it to overtime. But if you want to go for the win in regulation, I don't have a problem with it. Um, they didn't get it the first time, so they would have had to get it on their next touchdown, which they didn't get. But to me, I I like the call. I mean, I, I don't mind the teams go for two because, like, to me it's like, you gotta have the team believe in you gotta believe in the team to get two yards. I mean, you gotta have a good two point conversion play, obviously. But still, if you show trust in your team, I think that's important. And uh, I know players always like going for two. They don't want to. They don't want to settle for the ties or go to overtime. They would, if they had the choice, they would. They would uh, go for it. But, um, but yeah, I guess I'm just a more risky person when it comes to that stuff. Um, <laughs> Because also to me, like, if you aren't able to get two yards on one play, like, you shouldn't deserve to win. Like, that's the way I see it. Like, if, if you go for it and don't get it, like, I would much rather my team, like, go for it and not get it because that's just embarrassing. And, like, you, like, not embarrassing, but, like, you don't deserve it if you do that um, and don't get it. But it's only two yards you got to get. Like, it's not that hard. Um, so... That's the way I see it, but I know you guys are different, so. I mean, my thought on it is more of, like, if you're going to go for two in that scenario, it feels like, to me, you're just making it a lot harder on yourself. Because at least, like, you know, obviously a lot of teams want to be aggressive when it comes down to it, like, you know. If it had been 24-17 and then the Panthers went down and got a touchdown to make it 24-23, you know, a lot of teams want to be aggressive and they want to go for that two points and go for the win rather than go for overtime. But in my mind, at least the option is there if you want to, you know, take the time, go to overtime if you're not quite confident. And, you know, obviously for the Panthers, they have a rookie quarterback and, the conditions were absolutely horrid in this game, you know, towards the end. I mean, it was snowing all over the place and blah, 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 blah. So at least you would have had that option. Whereas if you go for the two point conversion and miss it, well, now you have to go for the two point conversion just to tie the game. So like, you know, not even that this is okay. We're going for a win here. Like just to tie the game, we have to make it harder on ourselves and go for the two. So that's why I'm not as much in favor of it. And I think it also depends on the opponent that you're playing. 
you know, when you're playing a team as good as Green Bay, do you really want to make it that much harder on yourself to, you know, now we actually have to go for two and they're expecting it? Because I think that could be the other thing, too, if you go down to the end of the game and, you know, you're going to keep the extra point. It could be a little bit of a surprise factor, like, oh, they're going for two. Like, you know, this is, we weren't ready for this. Whereas now they know you're going for two as soon as you get, you know, get down there. And of course the defensive coordinators up in the box, like drawing up schemes and, you know, stop trying, drawing up plays to stop your, you know, your two point attempts. So it's more the reason why I would have, you know, kick the extra point in that scenario rather than going for two. And that, that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree with Connor here. I just think it's way too risky. And I, mean, I know two yards isn't a lot, obviously, but the fact that teams only converted about half the time like shows you that it still is a true risk, whereas extra points are made like 90 to 95 percent of the time i just when you're still down like this and you don't need to go for two i agree with connor that i just don't think it was the right call now obviously if the score was 24 to 8 and then you get a touchdown and you're down 24 14 you have to go for two to you know try to then make it be a one score game but in that instance There was still a good amount of time left in the game, too. I would just take the extra point, and then had they scored that last touchdown with, like, 30 seconds left, or or I think time ran out on the play. Yeah, time ran out. Yeah, Yeah. time ran out on the play. Like, if I score that touchdown, then I'm probably going for two to try to get the win at that point. But, you know, like Connor said, though, at least you have the option of going to overtime or not, what you feel, whereas I just – I don't like – risking not getting it and then having to be forced to do it later i i don't really like it i mean yeah obviously it didn't have an impact on this game because but i mean what if you know carolina gets that touchdown and then they go for two and then they don't get it again you know they lose i mean they deserve to lose like to me like if that happens like you'd like okay yeah you you should have lost because you didn't get those two-point conversions like yeah, it sucks, but like, you gotta be, you gotta make those two yards. Yeah, like, but if you, that's the way I see it. Like, yeah, but if you do the two extra point route, at least then you have a chance in overtime. Whereas you didn't, you know, you didn't make yourself take an unnecessary risk. And then the other problem too was that they ran a lot of different plays down by the two yard line there at the end of that game. So even if they score the touchdown, then they have to come up with another play that the defense hasn't seen yet or might not be expecting, which is going to be difficult to do at that point when you've already run several plays inside the five-yard line. I just – it's not I, something I, I, I would Yeah, we're, we disagree on this a lot because, like, <laughs> like, to me, like, I would rather go for two than have, like, a coin toss decide, like, who starts with the ball. You know, like how uh, – it doesn't happen every time, but, like, you don't you do, you're not even guaranteed to have your offense on the field uh, in overtime. So I'm always for the two point conversion because you have the ball in your hands to make it and win. Um, yeah, but see, that's the thing though with 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 them going for two earlier and not getting it, then they have to get the two point conversion just to even get the possibility of 
having the coin toss and over time. But that's a, well, that's still better odds if you go for it twice to get it at least mm, once. Like no, I think it's better odds to kick the extra point first and then go for two because you have a play that's like a ninety something percent success rate, and then a play of a fifty percent success rate. Whereas you're having to run a play of fifty percent success rate possibly two times in a row if you don't get it the first time. I, I, yeah, I but if you get it the first time, then you don't have to yeah, worry about if the you get it the time. first time, then you're just doing it in a different order. But then if you don't get it, you have to do it twice. But well, I, think, I think if you do it twice, like you should at least get it one of those two times, like, and well, then, well, like, yeah, right, go ahead. Well, I, I was just saying that if you're going, if I'm going back to your point about like, you know, you've got the ball in your hands right there, and you know, you know, your fate, I think part of what you need to put your faith in is that you got to have, you know, have faith in your defense. I mean, especially for a team like the Panthers with guys like Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson out there, like, you know, there's two parts to a football team. It's not just your offense. So if you, obviously it sucks that there's a chance that your offense might not get the ball, but then in that case, that's when I think you definitely don't deserve to win. If you can't put the faith in your defense to get you the ball back, if you don't win the coin toss, then I don't think you deserve to win the game because, you know, then you're just a one-dimensional team and you can't do anything. You don't have a – you can't rely on both parts of your team. You're not a complete team at that point. You're one-dimensional. Yeah, but, like, if you go to overtime and don't get the ball, like, yeah, that sucks. But, like, it was a coin toss that said that they get the ball first. You right, know what I mean? Like, right, I get that part, but it's like... I would rather... Have, you have to have faith in your defense at that point. There's like, That's why I was saying there's two yeah. parts to a football team. You can't just have a good offense. You gotta have a good defense, too. Yeah, but it's it still isn't fair if you lose the coin toss. Like, I mean, I don't... I, <laughs> that's a different discussion, the overtime rules, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do agree the that, they're, are, so. that they're not quite as fair, but, I mean, you know... Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're better than they used to be, though. Like, right, they're right. Worse. They're, they used to be worse with the fact that a field goal could end it, because then teams could just, like... Get down get to the, the thirty-five get, and then kick a field goal, like yeah, or just like and then like you know start running safe conservative plays, like you know you don't, you're not having to worry about anything at that point. Yeah, but, I you know. I don't know, like when it comes to the two point versus extra point, like I think you either kick two extra points or I think you go for it twice because if you only go for it once, like you you're if you go for it once at the end and you don't get it, you lose. Whereas if you go for it once early on and you don't get it, at least you have a chance to go for it again and possibly get it to tie it. So you have, you know, like you've got two chances to at least tie it. Either that or you just go the safe route and kick the extra points. Like if you only go for it once there, you've got one shot. Uh, whereas if you get it the first time, great. If you don't, at least you can try it again and then tie it, you know? So it's like you think you have to make it. Uh, you lose either way, I guess, if you miss it, the th- if you don't get it the first time. Like, if you kick the extra point the first time and then don't get it the second t- and you don't get the two-point conversion on the second touchdown, it's the same thing as not getting the two-point conversion the first time. Like, you still lose the same result, so. <laughs> uh, we could go on about yeah. the yeah, days. This so. could go in circles. Yeah, it time. would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on. We'll move on quickly here. Uh, the Rams and the Steelers. Steelers win seventeen to twelve. Connor got this right. Eric and I got. I put wrong. the faith back in my team. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one that did that. Uh, I didn't see any of this game, uh, so I don't. 
really know much about it, but I guess you, Connor, you were watching it a little bit, or yeah, I was able to see a little bit of it, and I was following on the GameCast, and I got to catch the end. But I mean, it's, I mean, obviously the offense is still abysmal, and you know something needs to be done about that. I mean, I think I said this last time, Mason Rudolph's not the guy. I mean, when you're, I know the Rams. The Rams' defense isn't quite as good as it used to be, and the fact that you're still only putting up 17 points on them is uh, not very good. But, I mean, credit to the Steelers' defense. The fact that, you know, as a unit, they only gave up three points because nine of those points for the Rams were one was a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and one was, and then they got a safety. So, um, and, I mean, if I think right now, at least for the short term, we're not sure how the draft picks are going to turn out, but, it's looking right now that the Steelers won the Minka Fitzpatrick trade because Minka's got five interceptions and two defensive touchdowns since coming to the Steelers. So um, it's looking like the Steelers won that trade. And the Steelers are very much back in the playoff race. I mean, I think actually I've mentioned this uh, to the guys in, on Facebook, but the Steelers actually put themselves into the sixth seed in the AFC right now with this win, which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody saw coming at the beginning of the year when Roethlisberger went down and after how they got blown out by the Patriots in week one and you know we're started the season like oh and three or oh and four so uh a big turnaround for the Steelers we'll see if they can keep it up I don't know if they can but I mean the offense is gonna have to step up but if they can keep playing the defense they've been playing then they could go places <laughs> yeah that's that's to me why I was you know that it's a dilemma for the Jags fans here like do you root for the Rams so that the Steelers, you know, are, lose a game in the in the wild card race, or do you root for the Steelers so the Rams have a worse potential draft pick? Um, to me, I was on like I was rooting for the Rams on the side because uh, to me, I think that's more important than one game for a draft slot. Like, I mean, the like winning or losing this game for the Rams like isn't gonna isn't really necessarily gonna like make the pick become like 10 spots better or worse. Whereas like the Steelers winning this game, like this could be the game that like keeps the Jaguars out of the playoffs potentially, uh, which is a much more uh, serious thing than a draft pick spot. So that's why I was going for the Rams in this, but I guess Eric, you were, well, I I disagree with this. It's crazy because usually Zach and I like agree on pretty much everything, but <laughs> not today. This episode. <laughs> uh, for me, it, I mean, I definitely don't disagree with what Zach is saying in terms of the wild card positioning. But for me, as a Jags fan, the Jaguars just need to go out and get this division. Even though we're technically in last place right now, the division is still very winnable tech houston while they're in first they have a rough part of their schedule coming up and then the jaguars get to play the colts and titans in their next two games and if the jaguars can win against both the colts and the titans the jaguars will already move into second place and if the texans lose to the ravens then we'd be only a game behind them I would probably too because we lost to them twice. Yeah, they would have the tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker. That's the thing, dude. They've got the tiebreaker like that. Yeah. Yeah, but if the Jaguars beat the Colts and Titans, that's going to give them a lot of good momentum going forward. And the and plus, not only if they win that too, if they win both of those games too, that also 
seriously moves them up in the wild card standings as well. So I, I, for me, I didn't care. I want, I want, I mean, sorry, Red and Uncle Mike, if either of y'all are listening to this, but I'm rooting for the Rams to lose every single game until the end of ne- until the end of next season. So well, definitely NFC games, but to me, this one was much like I I don't know, like it, you don't want to like still though you never like sorry well, I don't know what too, to do say. You, but, do you yeah. do you trust Mason Rudolph to lead the Steelers? Dude, they have an forward. easy schedule. Like they've got the Bengals and the Browns twice, and the the Cardinals, Cardinals and, and, the, the, and the Jets. The, like their schedule is super easy, so that's yeah. why like I'm worried because Our, the only like real tough game we have left is gonna be the Baltimore. final game of the season yeah. at Baltimore. Like that's so. the only one that like is gonna be tough. Like I think the Steelers can. Which I mean, we we almost beat Baltimore the first time too. So without Roethlisberger. So I mean, this is one of those where like something good's gonna happen, something bad's gonna happen, no matter what. But I don't. We we just disagree a lot in this episode, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust the Steelers' defense to generate. Uh, well, that what didn't they get a defensive touchdown in this game? Yeah, they also had and, like three. They had like yeah. three interceptions though too to go along with that. Yeah, I mean they're good, but I don't trust them to be that good to be able to bail out the Steelers offense every single game. I Yeah, but they've got two free wins with like the Bengals and Jets. Like they're they're already, already like played, seven. They've wins. already played the Bengals once, so they Yeah, they play them one more time. So they only have to play them one they only have to play them one more time, but I That's don't know. That's still man. a free win. And the Jets is a free win too. Like I I think we're gonna end up I think Eric, you're gonna end up regretting this. It's, I hope not, but <laughs> I'm loving the dynamic between you two. In my episode. Hon- honestly, my concern, though, I mean, obviously, I would love for the Jags to be really good, but based on the way they've played this season, I am not even sold that the Jags are going to make a playoff push. I mean, obviously, if they can beat the Colts and Titans, then they're right back in it. But and we obviously we don't really know how Foles is going to be since he played like two drives before he got injured the first time. At least he threw a touchdown when he got injured. Yeah, he did throw that touchdown. <laughs> but you know, so it's still up in the air. But the Jaguars haven't won a single game against a team with a winning record this year. So it's hard for me to believe that the Jaguars are going to go on. Yeah, but run. still, obviously, like obviously, I hope I'm wrong, but. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Eric and I can just like be going back and forth. I feel like if you like brought up yeah, any question, we would be different on because like I'm I'm feeling totally different about that than you are. And I thought before you were like talking about like oh we still got the Titans and the Colts and stuff like I mean, they have the schedule's easy left, man. Like the if you look at the well, Jack schedule, it's not that hard. If I if I'm gonna be the tie breaking vote here, I went with Eric on the last one, but I kind of have to go with Zach on this one. I agree that. I mean, obviously, I was rooting for Pittsburgh because I'm a yeah. fan, but if I wasn't in y'all's position, I would have been rooting for the Rams because, you know, it's always better for a conference opponent to lose than, you know, maybe get a slightly better draft pick yeah, if you can like, make that playoff push. I mean, like, I could get if the Jags were, like, you know, doing really bad this year that you'd want to root for the Rams just to get, you know, more draft picks, but the fact that the Jags are definitely still in it is I would agree with Zach that, you know, I would have been rooting for the Rams. 
All right, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to our final game here in this episode. Now it's gone on a little bit longer than we thought, but that's fine. Uh, Minnesota and Dallas Sunday night football game. Minnesota wins 28-24. Eric and I got it right. I was actually – this is one where I was surprised with, like, the picks because I thought – I would have predicted Eric to pick Dallas – based on his heart, and then I would have predicted Connor and Nate to pick Minnesota based on their hearts, but I picked this game based on my heart because I this I figured this would be close, so I just went with Minnesota to root for. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, Dallas, uh, they might have, like, the a top-five offense and a top-five defense or something, but they have, like, an average record. How do you explain that? Um Cowboys going eight and eight this year. I'm telling you, that's all I want to say on this. <laughs> Minnesota's for real too. Minnesota's good. Yeah, okay, so I, I, I didn't, did, I didn't give them real. enough credit at the start of the year, but uh, they are. As long as Kirk Cousins can keep not screwing stuff up. Kirk. that's Christian Kirk because he's got the C and the K. He's been oh, playing. Uh, he's been playing a lot better since we called him out when he had those terrible games there. But <laughs> and he uh, called him out big time. <laughs> well, this is this is the biggest part. This is I'm going to answer your question, Zach, as to why Dallas has a good offense and a good defense, but why they have a you know average record. record for what for yeah. what their expectations were. The problem for the Dallas Cowboys is that and literally every single game they've played this season, they get off to terrible starts. And sometimes they're able to overcome the bad start, and sometimes they're not. So in this game, they were down 14-0 to after the first two drives of the game for each team. And yes, they came back and made a run and you know came close and they almost got it, but this you can't be constantly going down by two scores and expect to win every single game. I mean, yeah, you can do it sometimes, but you, you just can't expect to do that every time. And especially not against a good team like Minnesota, you know, when they went down to the, you know, when they went both times, they played the giants this year, they got behind against them. So, but yeah, the giants aren't a great team. So they were able to come back and beat them. And same thing, I think they went down like 7-0 against the Redskins when they played them. Yeah, yeah, they, were able to come, they, were, yeah they were able to come back and beat them. But look what happens when they get behind against a team like the Vikings. or A against, good team. <laughs> or against a team like the Saints. I mean, yeah, the Saints had a terrible game today, which I'm still going to roast them about because of them costing me. The Packers game, that was an example. Costing me, yeah, they got down really – yeah, and I mean, I remember I think like Skip Bayless was like, oh, Dak Prescott. Oh my god, he defends Dak way too much, he, dude. He, like, he, well, that, that's okay. He, Stephen A. is roasting him constantly, he, so he almost <laughs> he almost led the greatest comeback in NFL history. Well, oh first god. of all, the key word in that sentence was almost. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, you shouldn't be getting yourselves behind in a situation like that in the first place. Yeah, he. So I just I, I agree with him on some things, but definitely not that. Like, <laughs> no, I mean. I mean, any, I think if 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 there's any Cowboys fans listening to this, like I know Susan's brother Paul, you just subscribed not too long ago. So if you tune into this, like I'm sure you're going to agree with me. Like any now, that, yeah, there might be some 
unreasonable and irrational Cowboys fans like Skip Bayless, you know, <laughs> like, oh, they're coming back. Like, they, they keep <laughs> coming back. All these come from behind wins. Well, I know. But you can't rely on that. So my final mini rant of the episode is, as I said a few weeks ago, when the Cowboys lost to the Jets, obviously they need another wake-up call because last time I did this, they came back and won the next couple games. So, Dallas, you, I'm sure a lot of y'all are married or have serious relationships going on. You know the saying, happy wife, happy life. Well, my fiance is a fan of y'all. And once again, she's not happy. So get it together and win some more games, please. (laughs) (laughs) My job. <laughs> Thankfully, my what? girlfriend is not a very big sports fan, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's where we'll end this right after that. <laughs> the perfect <laughs> mic drop ending. Uh, uh, we still got the Monday night game left, but we don't know the score in that yet. Um, so, thank you guys for tuning in, though. This is a fun episode. A little bit heated there at the end with our disagreements, but uh, and that's what makes this fun sometimes. Well, is, yeah, uh, so I was going to say it's not like that's one thing that I like about us compared to like watching people like, you know, Skip and Shannon, you know, like we can have disagreements, <laughs> but still be professional and we still respect the other person's yeah. opinion. You know, we're not like, Oh, you're an idiot. You know, like yeah, how they or, those shows or get like hot and yelling at each other. Oh my God, dude. Or like, uh, None of you guys, when I was talking, and I didn't do this either, like, that's not a thing they do, too, is, like, is it my turn yet? Like, that, they go like that, like, like, so none of us my turn now, please. <laughs> like, my turn to talk, hello. Oh, jeez. Uh, but thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Hopefully, that weekend update was something you liked. Uh, we're gonna, you know, be doing that more often now, so hopefully you enjoyed it. There'll be many more of those to come, and they'll be getting better each and every week. So take care, guys, and have a great rest of your day. See ya. Peace.